103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest-running and most-listened-to sports show, Coach's Corner, broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Terrence Arney here on Coach's Corner, where coaches come to talk about not only their programs, but the fantastic student-athletes that make those programs special. We have got a great show lined up for you um, here today. We're going to have an opportunity to wrap the season with the Bulldogs head coach, Evan Ulrey. We'll also speak with Mitchell Taylor, Batesville uh, Lady Bulldogs head coach. We'll also talk with Steve Stern, fresh off his regional championship victory last Friday night, and we'll close things down. Speaking with Cameron Blackwell, band director for Jacksondale, one of the best, hands down, pep bands in southeastern Indiana. But first, we do want to thank our sponsors, those that make this program and so many other programs possible here on WRBI, Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communication, Bronze Gutsweiler, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, Decatur County Memorial Hospital. We kick things off like we like to do this time of year with Bulldogs head coach Evan Ulrey and coach once again, just welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, you know, it's a little different weather, different different sight. Usually it's not this dark no. <laughs> this time when we're talking, but uh, it's good good to be in and good to see you. Well, uh, Coach, you know, like I know, they always say you just want to win your last game. Wasn't in the cards, um, and it just seemed like just a uh, battle of attrition. You lose two stalwarts on offense, a stalwart on de- well, defense and offense, uh, offensive line play, and it's going to be difficult in a task that was already going to be a challenge. Yeah, it was, and I mean, unfortunately, um, some things just didn't fall the way we would have liked. Uh, we knew that uh, we were going to have to play a, a solid game, mm-hmm. um, and but at the same time, as I told our guys leading into that game, I said I felt like if we go in and play our A game, we'll walk out of here with a win. Right. I mean, I felt like our A game uh, was good enough to do to do something really special. Um, and we didn't play our A game. We had moments where we played well. We, there's some things we did really well and, sure. some, and some things that un, unfortunately, um, uh, you know, cost us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some of that, uh, whether that's coaching, whether that, you know, some of it was coaching, to be honest, uh, you, know, my, you know, not handling a couple situations in the right way. And then, um, you know, we didn't make some plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we did have some, some key injuries and some guys had to step in and, um, you know, there, again, I'm not going to fault our guys and their effort, just. Right. But it is one of those when you take a step back. I've had a, a little over a week now to kind of digest and uh, lot to be uh, proud about for our guys. Uh, but as you watch, it just it just wasn't meant to be that night, and it's unfortunate because uh, we really felt like the South was wide open, mm-hmm. and we felt like, man, let's let's go get one and let's go, let's go on a run here. Sure. And uh, and then of course I listened to the game on Saturday and. And you know, congrats to Lawrenceburg on a on a regional championship, and uh, heck, they're one step away. You know, so um, but yeah, it's you know, great for the conference, great for the area, as you mentioned with Steve Stern at North Decatur. It's a, it's a great great time in Southeast Indiana, you mm-hmm. know, with some, some good football being played. 
So let me so let me ask you that question on that very point. Do you find some solace, or does it burn that much more uh, when you close out the season with a team that is one step away? I mean, sure, in one hand you say to yourself, "That's a, that should be could be us," or do you say, "You know, we just ran up against maybe a team of destiny." Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It burned Saturday sure. night. Sure. You know, I'm just kind of shaking my head and, and going back. And, and again, you know, um, you know, you know, Lawrenceburg won that game. Right. right? I mean, they, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, you know, give all the excuses in the book. That's, that's not who I'm going to be. But, um, man, I, I think that is one of those where you just, a lot of things went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I think, it, you know, in, in the reality, it does show like, hey, you've you got to have some things go right. It does right. take just a little bit of luck or however you want to phrase it or just continue to put yourself in good situations. Sure. I always believe that's kind of um, not necessarily that you're lucky or you have bad luck. Now, if you continue to flirt with disaster, disaster will happen. And the same token, if you continue to do right things and good things and put yourself in good situations, right. good things will, will, will happen. Right. And I think, um, you know, in our case, um, we, we kind of, we had some things that kind of was a hindrance at times um, throughout the season and mm-hmm. they came back and bit us. Uh, and then of course, you know, we had some guys go down at right. the wrong time and, and, and that's just unfortunate. And on the, on the same, you know, in, you talk with Lawrenceburg, um, they, they uh, stuck to their game plan, um, threw the ball a little bit more than, um, than maybe what we had seen recently, but I think that was credit to our defense, exactly. you know, and we just, uh, like I said, just didn't make some plays like, uh, like typically, I think sometimes our guys do and, but uh, part of that is uh, they got a good quarterback, good receivers, and uh, it's a good football team. Obviously, they're still playing, and they're one-one away from a, a state championship appearance. So, one of the things that you had mentioned to me early on in the season um, that your true measure and stick much much more than just wins and losses would be if we could continuously get better week in and week out. And you know, I'd be the first to tell you, no doubt, that definitely definitely happened. It was evident with the play on the field. Um, but in that regard, what aspects of, of improvement were you most proud of when you can sit back and reflect on the season? Well, I think the one thing that, um, you know, I go back, you know, our season started in Jamboree in Lawrenceburg. Obviously, our season ended at Lawrenceburg in the mm-hmm. postseason. And, and one of the big things that I thought, you know, you could just see the growth was our ability to flat out line up and run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that has, has it, it does have a lot to do with the, the offensive line. And right. I think for the first time since I've been here, um, we had competition at that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had seven different guys start a game mm-hmm. on the offensive line, you know, mixed in with, you know, obviously some – some, some seniors in Blake Hahn and Phoenix Hostetler, um, and then obviously some, some juniors and, and, you know, that have had played, you know, Colin Wells, mm-hmm. um, Carson Meyer uh, had played, you know, a couple couple games. We had Max Amber, Zach Davis, and, you know, then you have sophomores and Max Amberger and, and right. Andrew Jones. I mean, they had to step in and, and, and play. And then, oh, by the way, you take Bobby Weiler, who arguably was your best offensive linemen and you move him to H-back so you basically always have six linemen right. you know on there those guys some of them are moving you know 
maybe shuffled from playing tackle to guard or guard to tackle. Uh, Bobby obviously going from being um, that staple left guard for us in, in all, all summer to, mm-hmm. to H-back. That group, the way they gelled, and I think that was one of the big bright spots. And you go back in that sectional championship game, when Gage Pullman got 20, 20 some carries and ran for just under 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Those guys right. did something right. Now, obviously, Gage Pullman's Gage Pullman. He's a pretty good, pretty good athlete himself. Um, but man, that was a that was a bright spot. Going back to when beginning of the year, I really felt like we struggled consistency. Right. Um, I you know, you know, sticking with the offense. Um, I thought Will Giles just continued to process information faster and faster. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've said this not to go to, into in all of our ins and outs of our offense, but. Will on many occasions has like three options. Right. So when you're asking a 15 year old kid yeah. to make the right decision, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes makes me look good when he throws. Oh, that was a good play call. Mm-hmm. Now that was just Will processing the defense and right. getting the ball to to Bryson Benelli, you know, Damian Dance, the Kate Kaisers of the world, or you know, he handed off and gave it to number ten, right? Exactly. Or he called his own number. So I mean. Um, so just to see the uh, to see that, um, and I thought, you know, uh, just in general, you know, to see players like Damian Dance and Kate Kaiser mm-hmm. really elevate as the year went, both offensively and defensively, Those right. two two way guys, and we tried not to have too many of those, but we did have a few that I thought really gutted it out. You know, uh, I thought our D line play continued to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, it was a tall tall task against a very, you know, good uh, run game in Lawrenceburg. And I felt, um, you know, for the most part, you know, we think we forced a handful of punts, oh, yeah. really made them to grind, mm-hmm. you know, even on some short fields. And, uh, you know, so just to see that and, you know, I could keep going on. I thought Trent Rell had a really good year as a senior. Uh, Carter Bowman uh, was another inside linebacker. Yeah. Course. But then to see Judd Rank come in, on a big stage, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know, he had to fill in for Carter, who who couldn't go that night. Um, you know, I, I just again, just the continued growth mm-hmm. um, in a lot of those areas, you know, uh, and see some sophomores. You now we talk a lot about them, but I think it's deserving. Yes, that you know, not only did they, you know, fill in, I guess, basically play but they yeah. produced oh yeah they flat out produced and produced on, on on some big occasions and um so it's it's you know definitely plenty to be to be proud about you know i think um you know going back to that friday against lawrenceburg not the result we expected sure i'm sure if you ask the casual person oh you know i'm sure lawrenceburg went right our locker believe terrence we we're gonna go down there and win. oh yeah flat out and uh, so it was disappointing but we do feel like hey we took some steps we continued to grow uh, we got a lot of guys coming back um, a lot of production uh, let's springboard in you know yeah it's kind of going back to one of your earlier questions sometimes when you tell kids like the, the goal is to get to Lucas Oil mm-hmm. get to Thanksgiving weekend and you see the team in your conference two of them yeah and ones that you've competed with mm-hmm. and I felt like we competed really well at times you know definitely in that, that sectional title game it makes it sink in a little more just how realistic exactly if kids sometimes question mm-hmm. or doubt I mean we haven't won a uh, you know 
I don't think we've been to semi-state since like 1986, mm-hmm. you know, and we've never been to a state championship. So I think it is. I mean, there's always that, like, oh, you know, Batesville's never done it. Right, right. But, hey, there's got to be that first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this group really feels that, uh, which kind of helps uh, the process as we get into 2023, which will be right around the corner. <laughs> um, and, and it's a big off season for us to take that step um, and, and, and go ourselves get on a run. Most of the time when we've talked about individual performances, individual athletes, we have been talking about sophomores and juniors. Knowing that, knowing this group of underclassmen that you've got returning next year, um, I'll use your 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 words. Uh, what kind of springboard is that? Um, looking forward to the next because I mean, as we were talking off air, I mean, it's, it's year round. You know, you get a couple of weeks to process this season and you're already looking forward to the next one so when you look at this core group of sophomores and juniors what type of springboard is that for the next season well i think you got some guys that really bust their tail in the weight room and that's where it's one mm-hmm. uh you know it's one 6 a.m mm-hmm. on january 7th or whatever the the morning is when it looks like that and it's right. about 20 degrees colder mm-hmm. um and being there being accountable right and not only being there but being excited to get in work and knowing like hey we do this um for the fact of we get 10 guaranteed fridays Mm -hmm. to go uh go make something happen and uh ultimately you know reap those rewards and um we got guys that are really wired Mm -hmm. that way and uh so when you have older guys in your program that are quite frankly going to be seasoned i mean Mm -hmm. you're talking kate kaiser is going to be going into his third year yeah as a starter mm-hmm. and uh he's only gonna be a junior you know uh, obviously you get a go from a sophomore quarterback to a junior quarterback mm-hmm. um you know we've got guys that are right there nipping they're they're wanting to get there i mean we got plenty of sophomores that we haven't talked about right right and we got some juniors that um same thing you know they um you know right there on the cusp where they've kind of been they've had some solid years but mm-hmm. maybe production doesn't get whether a touchdown or a sack, you know, as much, but they're guys that right. w- are very valuable to this program. And, um, you know, I think it's one of those that when you get a lot of guys coming in with, with experience, um, that know how to work, mm-hmm. want to work. Um, you know, I think it makes it very exciting. It makes it easier for me to go to work, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And, um, but, but yeah, I, I, you know, we just got to continue to build off of it, build off our successes. I think it makes it to be honest too, Terrence, one of the biggest things that a lot of times you're fighting and trying to figure out, and we kind of had an identity crisis, you know, a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier to know, okay, when you're bringing like 17, 18 starters back, right? Um, you kind of have a pretty good feel of yeah. who we are. Right. Um, so you don't have to necessarily have to fight that mm-hmm. whole on battle. I mean, we're going to continue to evolve. Right. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, when you're bringing as much as we're bringing back, it makes it uh, a little bit easier. So let's give folks a, a peek under the tent. Um, I mean, what does it look like between now and spring ball or, or summer camp? I mean, I mean, you don't – obviously, you do get a little more free time, a little more time at home, a little more uh, time with the family. But in all honesty, the grind doesn't stop. So so what does it look like uh, for you, for your staff, between – and even the, even the athletes – between now and, I don't know, summer, spring ball? 
Well, yeah, I mean, you got we got a handful of guys, obviously, that are in their winter, you know, winter, you know, sport. Sure. We have winter athletes, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, you're you're looking at here in a few weeks, come December, mm-hmm. uh, we can get right back at it and do some football drills. Now, obviously, you can't do you know helmets and shoulder pads, sure, sure, but you can get in and do some work. Um, weight room never stops, right? You know, three, four times a week. Some of these guys doing some additional training outside with, you know, with whether it's with, you know, Jeremy Cook who does a really good job or people down in Cincinnati, you name it. Um, going to camps, you know, mm-hmm. some of these guys go to camps, go to showcases. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a, as a coach, I mean, it, it doesn't stop. My wife will, will remind <laughs> everyone that it's, you know, they, cause a lot of people don't see all that. They sure. think, oh, season's over. Now you can take a deep breath and it's like, Sort of. Right. Um, I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving, and then here I'm going to be going right back at it, and that's just the reality. Sure. Um, you know, if you, you know, to do this job and uh, to be at the level we want it to be, mm-hmm. um, it does take that. So, yeah, many 6 a.m.s, whether it's lifting, uh, whether it's conditioning and, and getting after it, competing, um, working on skill, mm-hmm. working on technique. Um, and you know, that's kind of the reality of winter. You know, you got your, your pet, your segments where it's a little bit more four or five days a week. Right. Some days, it's, some weeks it's three and then spring, it kind of runs through that. Now you'll run through cause like you've got plenty of baseball guys some track guys. Right. So obviously we'll get maybe a different wave of guys or a lot of times we don't have as many guys in the spring. Right. Um, just cause we have more spring athletes. Um, but again, same idea right? Mm-hmm. you're 6 AM, right. you're lifting, um, you're getting after it, and then summer comes. Same ordeal, right, right? right? You know, and then you, you know, and then before you know it, uh, you, you look at your watch and you're like, oh, "Crap, it's <laughs> the end of July," and you yeah. know, um, scrimmages are right around the corner. So, yeah, it's nonstop, and you know, and and that's just the reality, you know. And some of these guys too, you start talking to college coaches and trying to get them to get these camps or showcases, and uh, it's just that piece too the recruiting sure. process which yeah. i believe we've got some guys on this team that definitely can play at the next level so yeah it's uh it's non-stop it's like running a business and uh mm-hmm. and, and and leading a fine young group of men and um it's exciting yeah um but it uh it, it, it it's non-stop like you said last thing coach and um we'll let you get back at it uh this this with this season over, and as you mentioned, you had a chance to kind of reflect a week to look back over the season. And I know just from talking to you and other coaches, every team is different. Uh, every team has its challenges, its ups and downs, its celebrations. Um, for you, as you, you, I find it interesting to use the term, it's like running a business. So as you, as the CEO of, uh, of Batesville Football, um, what would you take away from this team? What what will be your most uh, remem- most memorable mark about this uh, 22-23 team? Well, I mean, I, I thought it was a group that uh, was very resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think just um, a group that um, I think truly believed in one another um and some guys i think i think a big thing was growth Mm -hmm. um will always be something i'll remember 2022 on and off the field right you know starting with our players i mean just the growth of uh some of our sophomore juniors and even some of the seniors you know that you know continue to get better and put themselves in position um you know and then i look at our nine our nine seniors um i think uh, some of them really grew Mm -hmm. off the field 
mm. you know, um, as young men, yeah. and um, and they know. Um, I've had plenty of those one-on-one conversations. Right. Um, just proud that they were able to, you know, um, continue to make football uh, some that part of their life and uh, make you know have that journey, have that opportunity to play in a sectional championship. Um, you know, graduate and hopefully have that path. So it's always I'd probably say resiliency mm-hmm. and growth. Yeah, and, and I, uh, it's probably what I'll remember collectively um, of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, whenever I when I look at when I remind myself of certain classes, when someone says, "Oh, the class of this or the class of that," a lot of times you think of the senior. Sure. Too. So um, you know, like I said, I, I'm just you know pleased. You know, with our, with our nine seniors, and um, you know, we'll get our moment. We have our banquet next month, and I'll speak more to them. Right. You know, on that, and kind of be their night. But, uh, but yeah, those would probably be the things that kind of stick out. Okay. Stick out to me. Well, listen, as a guy that watched every single game this season, um, I can tell you it was a joy to to be able to broadcast those games. And trust me, if 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 you have any doubt or any questions, you can. The growth leaped off the pages. You could see it. Week to week, month to month, there's no doubt in my mind. The team that you tried it out in Franklin County, uh, there at uh, Franklin College, rather, uh, at the first of the season, was not the team that went to Lawrenceburg. And, um, again, it was fun to watch. It was fun to see it firsthand. And uh, I look forward to doing it again next year. All right. Thank you. And thank you for uh, everybody in general, the community. Yes. Um, great support. Um, definitely want to. You know, can't do this without uh, my family, my sure. wife, my three girls. Um, so it's been it's been fun. It was a good ride, and I appreciate um, their support and their love for my for one of my strong passions in football. Um, can't can't do this without them. Right. Um, also, wanted to thank a few parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy Hornberger is a senior, uh, one of our reps for our gridiron. She pretty much runs it, I should say. Um, and uh, did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. all year long. Um, popsicles, snacks, meals, communication with parents. Um, we had Stephanie Davidson and um, and uh, Sh- Shannon Fullencamp and Shylan Kreckler and Wendy Meyer. I think, and again, we had plenty of parents. Yeah. parents, but those five, um, they know they did a lot of behind the scene work leading up to the season. Mm-hmm. During the season, I think they deserved a pretty good shout out so i appreciate uh, all that and then amy wanell with ripley county community foundation with our turnover hunger program right. another successful uh successful year with that so just appreciative of the community support my family uh and, and the parents within our program so uh until then i guess i'll i'll see you around <laughs> basketball games and such but uh thanks to everybody all right that was Batesville Bulldog head coach Evan Allery wrapping the season quite the season it was. We've got more Coach's Corner coming for you right after this on Country 103.9 WRBI online, WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. 
With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. We have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. Welcome back to Coach's Corner with Terrence Arnie. We are live at Ison's Family Pizza here on George Street. If you drive by, blow the horn or wave, let us know you're listening. We want to thank our sponsors as well that have made this a broadcast possible. SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, Decatur County Memorial Hospital, and Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep. We just finished up with Bulldog head coach Evan Ulrey wrapping the 22 season, and it was really a joy to see those young men grow and develop throughout the season. Um, but don't worry, folks. He's bringing back a ton of softballs and juniors, and they'll be back at it really soon, getting back to work, uh, getting ready for, believe it or not, the 23 season. Uh, they'll be doing that shortly. But let's change balls, if you would, go from football to basketball. Joining us now on the show, head coach of Lady Bulldogs Action at Batesville, Coach Mitchell Taylor. Coach Taylor, welcome to the corner. Terrence, thanks for having me on. appreciate it. So, um, so this is your first, you're not new to Batesville basketball. You were with uh, the JV squad previously, correct? Yep. And so yep. this is your first year at the helm um, of the varsity squad. So tell us a little bit about the squad, your makeup, what, what you've got in, in terms of underclassmen, seniors. Yeah, um, our numbers overall are a little down this year, uh, but we've got about, we've got five seniors. We've got three juniors, five sophomores. And then we've also got about five or six freshmen okay. kind of running things okay. out. Yeah. Now, I've talked to a lot of coaches different sports, and I've heard that phrase time and time again that our numbers are a little down this year. COVID year, trying to recover from that, what do you, what do you attribute to the, the down numbers? I mean, I think there's some speculation you can have. I think it's always a multitude of factors more sure. than one thing. Um, I think COVID has something to do with it. Right. Um, but I, I think there's just, you know, at least – Right now, there's a there's a kind of a new wave here in Batesville with girls basketball of younger girls getting involved at a very early mm. age, um, and I think there's a couple of classes that are in the high school right now where there wasn't as much of a community influence on trying to get girls to play basketball. Sure. So I think our numbers are kind of seeing the effect of that. Okay. Um, but I know right now there's a lot of parents um, involved in 
getting their girls to play, whether that's in the youth league or travel ball. Um, and I, I think I see growing numbers coming. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome. But I think that that was established within the last, you know, seven to eight years. Okay. And a couple of the high school classes just kind of missed out on that. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I was speaking with uh, Coach Garrett uh, a couple of weeks back, and he was talking about the importance of, of youth ball and um, that, that tie between the the high school level and, and youth level. So, yeah, it'll be good to see the fruits of those that labor there with with the uh, with the youth. Um, now you guys are um, already the season's already underway. Um, one in three, excuse me, one in two are your first three games. Um, when you look at this squad, and I mean, just sure you want to win every single game. We we get that, but I'm I'm sure as a coach, you've got goals for your squad um, beyond wins and losses what are, what are some of the things that you guys hope to accomplish this year particularly in your your first year as the head coach yeah definitely um I, I think some of the things we've we've already set out to do is um just establishing a culture that one girls enjoy playing mm-hmm. um but also a culture where um and this has been a big theme in our locker room is just holding each other accountable yeah. and pushing each other to be our best every day and and Throughout our practices so far this year, we've really tried to develop new habits, new practice habits that some of these girls aren't used. It's uncomfortable for them. Right. Um, so it, it's it's wavered uh, as we've gone week to week. Some we've had some really good practices. We've right. had some not so good practices. Right. But um, I think holding those girls to a high standard and expectation is really the way of building accountability amongst them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And right now, it's something that we've had conversations about multiple times in the last week, but um, trying to get our players to hold each other accountable. So it's not just a coach-led team. It's truly a player-led team. I think those are the best cultures. When your best player is the person that's that's leading the way and being yes. vocal, yeah. I really think those are the best teams, and that's what we're trying to develop with our girls right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you, the thing that I – you know, you, you touched on a couple of things there, and I think that that is awesome about – uh, you know the goals that you're talking about is they transfer outside of basketball oh without a doubt right i mean these are some things that these young ladies could take with them on to the next level of their life whether it has whether that's basketball or not mm-hmm. um you've been coaching for some time um for you as a coach um what does it mean to you to, to have a group of uh, of young ladies that you've coached and you see that that you actually see those those goals, those um, uh, pillars, if you would, that you establish with that team, see that carry on with them for you know outside of basketball. It starts to bleed into real life, if you would. Yeah, I, I, that's definitely something we've talked about. Even um, you know, th- it's really easy to just kind of coach or be involved in a sport and mm-hmm. just live in a bubble. Yeah, as far as like you're only talking about that sport all the time. Right. You know? There's all these different things that kids having going on in their lives and, and everything we do you know we're not just trying to develop good basketball players right we're trying to develop young women yes um to become better people right get back to their community community and you know really contribute to society in general so i think that things that we are working on leadership accountability um being of just being vocal mm-hmm. um, being willing to have conversations with people that might be a little uncomfortable yeah that need to happen um i think those are things that as we move forward, we're really trying to instill in um, the girls on our team to be leaders. Okay. Yeah. So uh, early in the season, three games played. Again, uh, uh, one and two so far. 
on the season. Um, what have you seen so far in this early season um, that you that you really like and you feel that you can build upon? Um, the first thing would be um, the resilience and the pers- the perseverance that we've had in the games we've had so mm-hmm. far. Um, we've had three so far, and two of them we battled back from. 17 16 point deficits wow. um, and we were able to win one game mm. Friday night against Union County and the other game we were able to cut to two possessions with under two minutes left uh, we weren't be, we weren't able to pull out that game against North Decatur but right. even when bad starts happen or bad quarters have happened mm-hmm. the girls have battled back right. and they've they haven't given up and, and I feel like that's the first sign of if you know a team that can be really good yeah um, so yeah there's things we have to work on. Uh, but as far as the things that I, I know we already have, if our team can continue to do that throughout the year, um, I, I think some of these early losses we've had will really pay off as, in, in those close games late in the year. Okay, good deal, good deal. Um, one thing that I uh, coach that I like to do when, uh, when I'm speaking with a new coach, when I first time I've had him uh, on the show, is, is this. You've got a hot mic in front of you. And we just talked about numbers not being what what we'd like them to be in terms of turnout. So I'm a incoming freshman, and I want to get involved in sports, and I haven't decided which sport I want to do. What's your pitch? Well, for basketball, my pitch is this: um, one, it, I mean, it's my favorite sport. It, to me, it, it's ultimately a team sport, and it requires constant mental, physical focus mm-hmm. um, and communication between all five people. Um, and when things are working the right way in basketball, whether right. you're a player, a coach, however you're involved, manager even, when things are clicking, I don't know if there's a better feeling in the world mm-hmm. um, as far as just being competitive with one another and being vocal. And um, So I, I think th- to those incoming you know, freshmen this next year or maybe even girls who decided not to play this year but maybe want to come out next year, right. um, we're trying to build a culture that, one is fun to play in, mm-hmm. but also a winning culture where um, we're developing young leaders right. and developing skills for those girls uh, that they can use the rest of their life. All right, I'm sold. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Coach, I want to thank you for your time and joining us here on uh, Coach's Corner. We will definitely reach out to you later on in the season, probably close to tournament play and check in with you again, see how things are going on the season and uh, seeing how you guys are doing in terms of your preparation for that second season. Because let's face it, we can talk regular season ball all day long, but it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's the second season that counts. Right, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely be checking in with you right around that time. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. All right, that was Lady Bulldog head coach, Coach Mitchell Taylor, joining us here on Coach's Corner. We've got much more Coach's Corner coming up for you in just a few moments right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have breadsticks nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. 
Live and work at high speed with Great Plains Communications. We have the reliable fiber-driven solutions to fit the expanding needs of your home or business, including internet, streaming video, security, managed Wi-Fi, voice, and more. Sign up today and experience the difference that comes from working with a local provider with over a century of experience serving homes and businesses in Indiana and beyond. Log on to gpcom.com to learn more. Speeds and service availability may vary. Other restrictions and limitations may apply. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy a Facebook Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. You took the first step and quit smoking. Now it's time to take the second step, scheduling your lung cancer screening. Margaret Mary Health offers a lung cancer screening, which includes a low-dose CT scan. Though typically covered by insurance, Margaret Mary also offers a discounted rate for those whose insurance does not cover it. For more information, visit us online at mmhealth.org. That's mmhealth.org. Tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ice's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. And joining us now on the program is none other than North Decatur's head football coach, Coach Steve Stern. First off, Coach, congratulations on the huge win Friday night. Yes, thank you very much. That was a a big win for the team, big win for the program, big win for uh, the community. Yeah, no doubt about that. And and that's right where I want to start. If you can, in your words, what does a regional championship, what does that mean for that North Decatur community? You know, I, I think it validates um, our program a little bit. Uh, we had a speaker come in Thursday night to our team meal, Bob Gaddis, who was a longtime uh, football coach at Columbus East and started out at Evansville Wright. I think he's currently number six on the all-time win list in Indiana as a football coach. And he talked about, you know, once you get beyond the, the regional, then you become in, uh, a very elite group. Um and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of truth to that because we look at our sectional and we, we knew who was in our sectional for a long time, you know, and, and it typically is obviously someone who's, who's fairly local to you, somebody who you may have played even before, like in the EIAC situation, they just turn around and play each other again, most of them. Um, right. So that you're familiar, but when you have to step out of your geographical region, you start to see things like, you know, a different style of play, different uh, different approach to the game, and you've got to be versatile to to succeed. I mean, you you've got to be uh, a good football team because if not, if you can't adapt to those different styles, you know your your season's going to end pretty abruptly. And speaking of style of play, when you and I spoke pregame, you talked about specifically the. The three hunt, the three headed running approach that Sheridan had with some pretty, 
um, well-decorated running backs that they had in their backfield, and you were concerned about whether or not your squad would be able to wrap those guys up and get them to the ground. You know, in a 29-14 to 14 victory, minus two breakaway plays, it seems like you guys did pretty good. No, they really did. They did well. We, uh, you know, when you, again, you get out of your region. Uh, I had actually played Sheridan when I was up north, and they were in our conference when I first got there. So I was familiar, and it used to be a lot more option. So you know they've done things over the years that you haven't seen on film as you study them for a week. Um, so we were we were concerned about that, but we felt like we had to stop the, the downhill run game. And we probably overplayed that a little bit because our guys knew it was important. Uh, but I think once we made a couple subtle adjustments, uh, it made a world of difference. He came out in the, in the second half. They had zero first downs in the third quarter. And I think, I think that's very telling. You know, we didn't switch players. Uh, our mm-hmm. players ability to, to adjust and to make changes and to adapt is is rare uh, you you'll you'll have some individuals who can do that but you don't often get a team that can collectively make those and accurately so uh it speaks volumes to our kids but that was very important a year ago two years ago if anybody saw us play west washington in our last regional we hosted at home they had a big back and we just we just struggled and you know, there's no drill for that. So we had to get over the big back thing. Well, Try had a very large running back. <laughs> Certainly we knew it was test us. So that's been a point of emphasis throughout the entire offseason, and we knew we were going to see them. Uh, and I thought our kids answered the bell, obviously. Yeah, no, no, no doubt at all there. Um, talk to us a little bit, Coach, about that chess match between you, your coaching staff, and the coaching staff across the way. I – I talked to one of your assistant coaches uh, before the game, and he even said to me, he said, you know, this is going to be a good football game, but I just hope the folks in, in, in Indiana realize the brain power between these two coaches in terms of knowing the high school football game. So talk to us about that challenge, your staff going up against that staff across the way. Well, I'm, I'm extremely proud of our staff. We've been together now for eight years for the most part. Um, we've grown up together. We've kind of learned some things together. Uh, number one, they're good people. Uh, and I tell people that all the time that they're good people. They're good with kids. As a parent, you can feel good about number one, they're good humans. They treat the kids well. They're high, high expectations, mm-hmm. but treat them well. But as a football staff, you know, early on, we spent a tremendous amount of time in December, January, February, you know, one or two coaching staff meetings a week studying the game of football. And here's how, you know, here's how I want this to be done. And here's why I want it to be done, you know, away from the season so that when we got to this point, we, we were, we had a toolbox that was full and, and we knew right. how to use the tools that we had. And I think that every, every Friday night, there's a certain level of, chess match, so to speak, and uh, our staff has done a tremendous job, you know, from Saturday mornings, we start on Saturday mornings uh, in season, we start at 6.30, uh, well before the kids ever come in, and then Sunday morning at 6.30, we do the same, and Sunday's a busy day for us, we've really turned the page, look into your next opponent, but 
obviously the, the more you know about your opponent, the, the more educated your adjustments are. And you're not just throwing mud at the wall to see what will stick. Um, felt like we had a good handle on them this week and knew what they wanted to try to do. But you never know for sure until you get toe-to-toe with them and you see them in person. And and then it either confirms or changes what you were thinking. Um, we knew what we needed to stop. And our, our defensive coordinator, Dan Kinker, our defensive line coach, Todd Palmer, uh, did a tremendous job of saying, we're going to stop the run. If they're going to beat us, we're going to make them throw the ball. And they did throw the ball a little bit, but never never really hurt us. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think Coach Wright obviously is coached for a long time. Uh, you stay in coaching long enough, things start to cycle back around. And uh, the subtle adjustments that he makes, the average person never sees, but can make a tremendous difference in terms of the play didn't change. They'll, they'll just subtly change how they're going to block it. So we felt right. like we could dictate some of that and take those adjustments away just by our alignments. And, and at the end of the day, our kids have to play. And, and they certainly did. They played hard. Yeah, and let's talk about some of those kids that you have on that squad. Uh, in that game, Palmer, Messer, um, they lived up uh, to the billing. And, and, in fact, it seemed like Messer in particular ran with a, a, an extra amount of determination. Talk about how important his play was in that, in that particular game based on the way that game was, was being played out. Yeah, I've said to people about him, he's like the living, he's the living embodiment of all the cliches you've ever heard. Give 100%, you know, and, and work hard. And he, he's the living proof of those things, and it, it never wavers. He didn't like how our season ended last year. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted to be part of that first regional championship, and uh, his want to is pretty strong. Now, his talent bucket uh, is pretty full as well. He has a tremendous understanding of his own abilities and, and how to use those to our benefit. Uh, he's always under control. Um, and, and I made a comment early in that game that he, he unloaded on a couple kids who kind of mm-hmm. stuck their face in there and he, and he lit them up because he does run <laughs> hard. He's a powerful kid, but he also has the ability to run around you. Um, right. His commitment was high and, and, I think Friday was the most carries he's had in the game this year just because uh, I felt like we needed to be throughout the year, we need to develop guys. We didn't need to just ride him. He could have been a 2,000-yard rusher by this point easily, but I don't think that's what was best for the team. I also wanted to get him to this point of the year and still be healthy and, and right. not have him all beat up even though he's you know got all these yards. And we've been able to do that, but Friday was a night where it was time to saddle him up, and, and we did that, and he, and he came through. And I think he showed, you know, head-to-head versus their rusher, I think we had the best one. Um, I think he is uh, he is a talent. You know, Carson, um, offensively, but especially defensively, the things he does for us offensively, it's really hard to, to put a value on, and, and most of it's so subtle you know, changing plays at the line of scrimmage, getting us out of a bad play into a good play, that's pretty valuable. But those don't show up in the statistics anywhere. Defensively, there were a, there was a couple plays, so we knew option is always on the table with Coach Wright. And mm-hmm. they ran uh, they ran beer option early, and that little quarterback 
about got cut in half by Carson. He unloaded <laughs> on it, and, and yes. I, I think pretty quickly that that took that took the option off the table for him. You know, number one, if that little guy doesn't finish the game, it's it's going to it's going to be a game changer for them because their backup's not not near as good. Um, so you know how valuable is that? That's that's critical setting the tone and saying you know if you're going to run this, we're, we're going to we're going to be physical with you. We're going to make you earn it. And and I think that made them shy away from it. But our defensive line, Owen Wiseman, Jake Kinker, uh, Ed Creek, has really set the tone for the game by controlling the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and it was it was clearly evident in, in, in the game play and. When you talk about players like Messer, like Palmer, it, it is easy to see the physical gifts, the physical tools on display. Yeah. But talk to me a little bit about the mental toughness, particularly with Palmer. He throws an interception there yeah. in uh, the first half. That gives Sharon a chance to close within one point. And yeah. it would have been very easy for him and that offense to go into a shell. But that didn't happen. Talk about the mental toughness of these kids. Well, I think it, I, I think I've described it to people as saying their commitment to the program is extremely high. But what is higher than that is their commitment to each other. Uh, we've been tested. You know, by after playing 13 games, we've been tested by multiple people, multiple ways, and they've never failed to answer the bell. The power in believing is is critical. And our kids believe. Our kids think that if we get the ball, we have a chance on every play, whether it be mm-hmm. Carson throwing it, Reed running it, uh, Caden Muckerhide catching it. Our kids believe that if you we get the ball, we have a chance. And uh, they also believe in our defense that we've had turnovers before. Friday night was the first, I, I believe, was the first turnover that led to points uh, mm-hmm. the entire season. So, you know, our, again, it, it wasn't fatal, but the mental side of things, our toughness and our commitment to each other, uh, they trust each other. And we all make mistakes, and they rally around them and just keep playing. No doubt. Now, Coach, you, you know, you're, you're a regional champion now, and you've made it to the Final Four. Your opponent this Friday night, you'll have at home the Indiana Indianapolis Lutheran. Lutheran got off to a slow start against Providence and then seemed to pour it on in uh, the late quarters of that game. They went big over their opponent. What do you know about uh, Lutheran and what kind of obstacles do they present? Well, I think, first of all, you look at the fact that they've got, I believe, a 25 or 26 game winning streak. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty telling that uh, mm-hmm. they're talented. There's no obvious deficiency where you look at them on film and say, you know, here's a place you need to attack. Um, so it, it's not it's it's not going to be that way. Uh, they're going to challenge you, and our challenge this week is is no different in a sense of how we approach every opponent. We want to make them change. Uh, now we don't. Here it is on a Monday. We haven't made any final decisions yet about how we're going to achieve that, but we want them to have to play different, uh, not let them play to their strengths. And mm-hmm. we've been very successful doing that the last four or five years. Um, the thought of shutting them out is not an option. Uh, we just need to find a way to win by one. Our offense has to help our defense. Our offensive 
ability to control the football, control the clock, control the tempo is really important because they are they're the best team we've played all year. They certainly are the most explosive team, and they have more weapons. You know, it's not like you got to stop this guy or you stop that guy. There are several guys. Uh, who have answered the bell for them throughout the season. So it's going to be a combination of can we find that trigger that takes away something that they really want to do? Um, can we control the ball offensively and therefore control the scoreboard, control the clock? If we do that and this thing gets into the second half, uh, our little guys are going to fight to the end. Uh, what we don't want to do is we do not want to get in the track meet. We do not want to try to match them score for score. They're just too talented, uh, and right. that's not how we're wired. So uh, we want to limit our defensive exposure, uh, get off the field as quick as we can, and control the ball offensively. In the end, last by one. Okay. okay. And last question for you, Coach. Because uh, I know you've got uh, a full week ahead of you in terms of getting prepared for Friday night. Mm-hmm. Tell us how fun, just how fun and memorable was that bus ride home from Sheridan after the victory? <laughs> you know, it, it's for me, looking at the kids' reaction is, is the right. most enjoyable because, you know, I'm old enough that we've kind of been down this road before, but our kids to get the uh, police escort out on 74 and take mm. them through town and get back to school. And we probably had, I'm going to guess, 150 or more people here that met us. We went to the cafeteria and uh, sort of gathered and shared some some thoughts. And it was fun. It, it, it was enjoyable. And it was interesting watching our guys. I mean, they certainly enjoyed it. And they, they certainly felt very proud uh, of what they had accomplished. But you just saw in them that let's we got to get to the next one. We got to get through the next one, and that's how they were Saturday morning. So you enjoy it for them. But there's some parents who live every play, and and they mm-hmm. it, they're a part of this too. And to see them get to enjoy it, uh, I, I shared with them that this is why we do what we do. Uh, you know, with some of those days early in the morning, lifting at six a.m. or running at six a.m., and you wonder what. What are we doing this for? This is why. This is this is now. You're you're tar- starting to reap the rewards of your efforts and your commitment. And this is this is why we do what we do. And that's important for our young guys to to get to taste that. So part of the legacy that this group's going to leave behind is is the success that they had. That becomes the expectation for the returners. We have an elementary school full of kids right now that just love football. And, and mm-hmm. they, they were they were here. They're at all the games, and uh, we're going to go down and see them tomorrow at, uh, during school because that's that's your lifeblood. Those are the kids that are coming, and it, it's interesting because young kids right now at our elementary winning's an expectation that they don't they can't imagine anything else. So um, we want to build on that. We want to connect this success with them and make sure that they feel a part of it too. So the whole thing is a lot of fun. Um, we as coaches and we as players, you know, when it's time to work, we've got to work. And, and I think when you get to this point, uh, there's going to be time whenever it's over. We've got, we've got a long time to celebrate it. We want to make sure right now that we, in practice and preparation, are, are crossing our T's and dotting our I's to make sure we're ready. Well, Coach, as always, I greatly appreciate 
the time that you spent with us. I can remember you told me when we first spoke at the beginning of the season, you had a feeling you said that this team is special. Mm-hmm. And I think the rest of us are catching up with that belief. We see it week in and week out. Good luck to you Friday night. We'll be there with you as well. And um, look forward to talking to you afterwards, um, talking about a, a chance at State. All righty? That'd be great. I appreciate it, Terrence. Thank you. Head football coach of the North Decatur Chargers, Steve Stern. Excuse me. The regional champion, North Decatur Chargers. And as Coach already mentioned when we spoke with him earlier, um, a lot of good football being played in southeastern Indiana right now with the North Decatur Chargers, regional champions, East Central Trojans, also regional champions, and go down the road just a little bit, and you've got the Lawrenceburg Tigers, all regional champions. And if I'm not mistaken, all three of those teams will be home Friday night. So if you can bear the elements, because it will be cold Friday night, and if you got yourself a good blanket, maybe a pair of thermal underwear um you might want to head out to north decatur might want to head out to st leon i mean there's again there'll be great games but don't you worry we'll also have those great games on air for you as well right here on the sports voice of southeastern indiana we've got more coaches corner coming up here in just a sec a word from our sponsors we'll be right back with cameron blackwell he's the band director of jackson dale all of that and more country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbi radio.com what the fumella have you tried the new fumella a smoked mozzarella cheese from ison's family pizza it's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from wisconsin Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. Southeast Eastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic plus or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light. Decatur County Memorial Hospital's Women's Care welcomes board-certified OBGYN Dr. Jamie Cooper. Dr. Cooper joins Dr. Tresca and Dr. Israel in supporting the health and wellness needs of women throughout their lives. Visit their website, dcmh.net, or call DCMH Women's Care at 812-222-2273 for more information. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, the quality care you want close by. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. We all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. 
Coach's Corner rolls on here on WRBI, live from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville, right here on George Street. If you drive by, blow the horn, wave, let us know that you're listening. Uh, we have had a great show thus far, and we're going to round this thing out with a bang. But want to thank our sponsors again for making it possible. Bronze Guts, Willa, Great Plains Communication, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, and Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. Joining me now at the corner, Cameron Blackwell. He's the band director at Jackson Dale. Cameron, welcome to the corner. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And you are the first of, of many, but you're the first band director to be on the program uh, this season. So we're excited about that. Fantastic. And the way I understand it, Cameron, this is your first year with Jacksonville. Is that right? Yes, sir. It is. Okay. Well, um, if uh, for our listeners, if they've listened uh, to WRBI any amount of time, they know any time that I travel to Jacksonville for a basketball game, I'm excited about not just the hot dogs, but I'm also excited about an opportunity to listen to what I always call the best uh, pep band in southeastern Indiana. Well, that was one of the first things I was told about in, uh, in my job interview was the strength and tradition of the pep band here and it was really exciting to hear about that yes it is i mean that jacksondale sound it's in it's unmistakable and uh, what's what i really enjoy about it and I, I would like to think that the the fans those in the stands are the same way it's actually an integral part of a basketball game yes it is you know all the way from the fight song to the introduction the player introductions i mean it is just a great production and the band is 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 the root of that absolutely and it's uh it's so much fun i've had so much fun already getting to work with the the cheer sponsor and and the others who um who kind of come together to to make the basketball games what they are which is is a kind of a really fun cultural thing for everybody and really really special part of of school for kids no 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 doubt about that now of course jacksonville doesn't have a football team so not a traditional band in terms of marching and this that and the other but uh you shared with me off air that that you do have plans and goals maybe of one day competing yes um i in the the marching band side of things i we've traditionally done parade stuff that kind of thing and i'd love to continue that tradition um i have a strong background in uh in concert bands specifically um i grew up down in jeffersonville and that program has a strong tradition in concert and marching band and i i've already had such a great time working with the students in both the pep band side of things and the concert band side of things and i'm looking forward to to working in both both veins to, to build the program in that regard okay yeah you also shared with the Cameron that there's some exciting things around the corner you got a lot of good new things going on new equipment things mm-hmm. going on with the band tell us about that absolutely so my predecessor um, who's an amazing band director in his own right is uh, um, he was really good with being able to find the funding mm-hmm. um, needed to be able to purchase new equipment so we've got a new drum line coming in Wow um, all new drumline equipment we've had some of it come in already really excited for it um we've got a new drum set that we just got and um he's been able to replace a lot of um older and well-used equipment with with newer things to to give the kids a a, a better experience and and a, and um an enjoyable one good deal there now as a uh 
former band nerd myself. I, I was a percussionist when I when I was in high school. Um, the trips, the band trips are are amazing, and I can tell you, I can remember back when uh, Jacksonville was competing at the regional level. Uh, the Lady Eagles went down to Paoli, and they and the band had an opportunity to come too. And it really meant something because of all the schools that were there. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville was the only school whose pep band traveled to, and um, it was it was special. You know, I would like to think it was special for those athletes to kind of give them that little extra extra umph. But again, I think that goes to speak of not just how good musically the band is, but just how uh, important it is, especially not just to the basketball program, but also to the community. Absolutely. I love the community involvement. In fact, that's one of the things I was looking for with uh, when I was interviewing at different uh, positions was uh, a program that had a lot of community involvement and and was actively pursued by the community. The community wanted them. We had a wonderful opportunity to perform at the Berktoberfest in mm-hmm. the community, and we've had other really cool marching band events uh, over the fall. One that's popped up recently was uh, a marching band showcase in Madison, um, where they had different bands with different marching experiences. So we got to perform there. Uh, New Albany got to perform with with a different type of show and and several other schools. And it was just a really cool thing to be able to show the kids both what, um, what other schools do and do differently than us and be able to show off what we do mm-hmm. and to be able to say this is all really cool mm-hmm. that that to me was really special and um if i can't make it out to um a basketball game to see the eagles play and to hear the pep band what are some of the performances that you guys have on the horizon that might give um a music lover an opportunity to come out and check out the jacksondale sound well we have several coming up we've got um december 14th so a month from today We've got our Christmas concert, winter concert, um, and that is going to be a fun time. A lot of great music from both the band and the choir, by the way. I'm I'm the band and choir teacher. Um, And uh, that'll be December 14th at the Jacksonville Gym at 7 p.m. We have a March concert coming up, March 1st. There will be a a fine arts showcase uh, May 10th. We're also looking forward to, um, I'm in the process of applying for, uh, um, we've been invited to the Cincinnati Reds Parade. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm in the process of getting the paperwork in for that. That'll be March 30th. Um, just a lot of really cool stuff. It sounds like it. And like I said, I can remember from my band days, it was the trips that were, were most exciting. So it sounds like you've got a great year set up uh, for those young men and women. Uh, there, I, I just, I attach the name. I it's, it's a name that I just created. J, the JD, JCD Sound. That's what I always refer to as. I love it. <laughs> the the, the love pep it. band there. So, but anyway, yes, it uh, sounds like a great year for the JCD Sound, uh, just like previous ones. Cameron, thank you so much uh, for coming on the program and being with us you've got your beautiful family here eating pizza so i want you to be able to go and enjoy a couple of bites with them before they eat it all from you um but we will definitely check back in with you later throughout the season maybe closer to that spring concert thank you so much just to see how things are going with you and the kids thank you so much i really appreciate this. all right that was jacksondale band director cameron blackwell joining us on the program and what a great program and in, in, indeed it was uh of course we started things off talking football is 
Coach Evan Ulrey of the Baseball Bulldogs wrapped up their 2022 season and already looking forward to 2023. Uh, we had uh, the new uh, Lady Bulldog High School uh, girls coach Mitchell Taylor stopped by and uh, early on the season with the one and two record, but they've got some solid goals set for that group um, and no doubt they'll work hard every day to achieve those and then we heard from coach steve stern of the north decatur chargers he's got a big game coming up friday night big win this past friday regional champs they were crowned and now they're one game away uh, from competing for a state title they'll be playing indianapolis lutheran at home on friday night if you don't want to brave the cold we will have that for you right here on country 103.9 wrbi with that just a blanket thank you to all of those guys that make uh these broadcasts possible we will be back at this next week at this exact same time at this exact same place um next monday night bound to have another great show for you and maybe just maybe we'll be talking about teams on their way to play for a state title so with that i leave you in the immortal words of the hall of famer himself he would say trust and believe in yourself you've got this this is terrence arney on country 103.9 w rbi listen monday nights at six for coach's corner from ison's family pizza in downtown batesville on 103.9 wrbi batesville greensburg versailles brookville